0: On this episode of Pudos Miners Bro, we talk about another football loss and we get to talk about the 4-0 basketball team. Pudos Miners Bro! And welcome to Pudos Miners Bro. Mondo the from Dina along with Alex Nicolás. What's up, baby? How you feel?
1: I gotta correct you.
0: What? We gotta
1: talk about a couple of minor losses. And the basketball team's two and zero. We're not four and zero.
0: And we're four and zero, dog. And man, we're not face with that.
1: Get on my face with that. Well, uh, are they?
0: They're four zero, right? I mean, four. Well, per- what is the official record?
1: And in my opinion,
0: no, 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 no. What the, is the official the record? The Official
1: record per the standings. I think what you put in there, four and zero. No, that's
0: a, that's all that matters. But that's all I'm saying.
1: RPI purposes. Yeah, and, I don't and, and, care about no RPI. Two you
0: know why I don't care about no RPI, right?
1: Because it feels good to be four and zero.
0: No, because. All that RPI stuff doesn't matter to me. The only no, thing that matters to it's me true. is that that one week in March when they it's the conference basketball tournament, and that's the only one that matters to me. That's, that's the only true. thing that matters to me.
1: That's a great because it
0: doesn't matter about the RPI, all that other stuff. Uh, conference, you will say, is not going to get any respect. We've talked about this all day, all night. You know, it is what it is.
1: I just don't like claiming losses or claiming wins, rather. Over okay, Division I know for apartments. a fact uh,
0: one of those one of those victories was an exhibition for the other school, but it was a real game for us. I don't understand that, but yeah, it I mean, is what it is. They're four and zero.
1: They're four and zero.
0: Come on, man! You got to give me some victories. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a team that's only won one game all year long in football, man. You got to let me savor the fact that the basketball team is undefeated. Well, let's it start there. Totally, let, it feels totally different when I can talk about the basketball team being undefeated, or every week you're just getting like you just it just down, man. It just hurts. It hurts. Well, let's. Start it comes sweet to sweet an end to sour, this week.
1: Then. Let's start sweet our sour to sweet rather. All right, sour man. to sweet. You so Utah football. We started T football another loss and this I mean the last two are definitely they're discouraging um let's go back just real quickly cover that Charlotte game real quick because we have been out the past couple of weeks yeah. guys uh, mondo was sick he's been battling through that we you school, were you,
0: were, you were more, uh, High, high school, high school playoffs. football playoffs were
1: some of the busiest time of the year for both of us, trying to get that off the ground and without a hitch. Which, thank you to everybody for your support yes, on that. But um, you know, going back to that Charlotte game, that that was a game. Um, Looking in that first half when they had that lead it was a twenty-one to seven. Yeah, and uh, I really felt like watching the. I was on the other side. I was on the Charlotte side for the first time. I was kind of paying attention to the other coaches, and I thought UTEP was really turning a corner because the other coaches. We're really getting on their players about getting outplayed, out hustled, out out-heart, hearted. I don't know if that's a word, but. Is, is, but,
0: that, is that the game where you t- played the perfect? first half, and yes. then they just did nothing the second yes. half? Okay.
1: And, and that is where I really felt that, okay, you know, this team's turning a corner in this first half of football. Yes. You know, Charlotte is a bowl team. Charlotte just was just bowl eligible. Um, they were half asleep in that game in the first half, and their coaching staff let them know. Their coaching staff made great adjustments. Uh, they took away the run from UTEP. Um, they stacked the box. They forced Kyle Oxy to throw from the pocket, and when they flushed him out of the pocket, nobody could get open because they made proper adjustments. UTEP didn't do that. Going back to that game, and oh, that,
0: that's three games we got to talk about because you're you're forgetting about the, the UAB game the UA,
1: too. Oh, we can trash that well, one. Well, we
0: let can. me let me just say that of all the games that they've lost this year, the one that hurt the most is that one, that's the right, Charlotte yeah. one. Because you have to understand, because for me. Like they become a blur because it's basically, right. they're not, no disrespect. It is what it is. You know, this season, like, it's like, we should do this, we should do that, blah, blah, blah. But the one that really hurt, NMSU doesn't hurt. It's the Charlotte one that hurt no, I because agree. they played that perfect first half and you saw what this offense is capable of. It's crazy because the, the first half of the season, we're like, the defense is carrying this team. And then the second half of the season, the offense was carrying the team. All of a sudden, that defense just went away. Right. I know they have some injuries, but everybody deals with injuries. you know. But at the end of the day, it just the Charlotte one was the one that hurt me the most because that could have sent a message. And like I said, I'd predict like maybe they'd win five games. And at that point, if they would have done that, I think they would have gone in a row, but nope. Yeah, I think
1: that one would have really – that one really would have boosted a lot of confidence around that team, and I think that team needed that win. You know, the program needed the win. The fans needed that win. I I think that is where that one hurt the most because then you go in the next week against UAB and you basically don't show up in a sense, you know what I mean? And that's where that loss hurt me more because I was really rooting and feeling that, you know what, as much as as the the first half was a big disappointment of the season, at least there was a point in the year where we can – pinpoint to say okay there was an improvement and there was an improvement in the first half of that game the second half of that game I mean it just it, it just went to you know what you know what I mean and, yeah. and that was m- the most frustrating aspect about that game is because the effort the heart this team was playing smart there weren't any dumb penalties there weren't any uh, any mental mistakes which caused a, a pass breakdown or a, a coverage breakdown or something where we've seen it kind of fall apart from a mental aspect uh with this Utah football team and I thought that that was a turning point, uh, you know, turning a corner in a sense, and then the second half happened. And that quarterback, I give him a lot of credit. I can't remember that quarterback's name, um, but he was really, really good. He, 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 any quarterback that can get outside of the tackle box and make plays, that's going to be with this UTEP defense. That's going to be Achilles' heel, and I and I would want to, I would want to believe that's what happened. Yes, this past Saturday in Las Cruces, right?
0: Uh this past Saturday or was it just a run game? I, no, I didn't, it was the run I game. I didn't yeah, watch it. Was, it. Boy, you, you're you're this. in Midland doing uh, games for town talk. Um this past Saturday against the Mesilla I mean it's just they gave up the big play yeah. that's that that's the, what it is they they played like a uh, New Mexico state came out scored the first touchdown then Utah basically dominated you know like going into halftime I was getting ready like to tell coach Dimo it was going to be something like this hey you gave up the first touchdown but then after that you guys buckled down and you dominated the rest of the first half you know you got to feel good about that you're up 10 to 7 Next thing you know, like with one minute left to go, you know, once again, mental mistakes by uh, some of the the members of the team. You have the penalty, you know, the personal foul on on the kickoff, which you would have thought that NMSU probably would just run a couple of plays or something like that, like try to run out the clock. But instead, you get that personal foul, moves the ball up about 15 yards. So NMSU has tremendous uh, field opportunity to start the drive and then. You know, next thing you know, like it's like a, a momentum killer. You, you have a um, the the running back and he breaks up the, the the tackle and he's gone off to the races. He goes up to the corner and they give up the big play, and all of a sudden the game goes crazy after that.
1: And and you you started out oh, boy, you don't get me going because you started out where I wanted to go with this game. And this is the the continuing of the undisciplined yep. culture. Yep. That Dana Demo has implemented. I, you know, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm 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 gonna give you a hot take. We haven't been here for a few weeks. I'm, I'm gonna give you a hot take. I, I, I'm officially out on the Dana Demo era. Like I'm, I'm officially Uh-oh. out on it, and, and that is the reason why. You look at that particular game, and, and UTEP um, with the with an eight play or a six play, fifty eight yard drive, two thirty one to go. You take a thirteen to seven lead.
0: And that will score 13-7. seven. Thirteen to seven
1: after that field goal and then an unsportsmanlike penalty after the field goal, that's coaching, man. That, that to me, is unacceptable. That is Dana Demo allowing his team to pretty much do whatever they want. There's no accountability. Uh, and, and that's another thing that goes into the winning culture. When the, the, the winning football programs that I saw, the winning football team that I saw against uh, Arlington in, in high school football, a coach that's been there 17 years, has a program established, when they made two field goals, they didn't have any unsportsmanlike penalties. They went right back to the sideline because they understood not putting themselves in a bad position. UTEP football cannot put themselves in those positions, but, and that is the reason yeah. why well, that when people talk about, oh, you got to give Dana Dimmel time, you got to give Dana well, Dimmel one, his the, players. It, it, it's 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 those aspects. Well, the one thing that, I will that, I will that, say that annoys in, me.
0: The one thing I will say in his defense, Dana Dimmel ran... Coached him went right after the player, he right. went right after the but player. But and I don't think he got back into the game after that. But
1: in the player's defense, why isn't that? Why wasn't that shown on film throughout the week about this is going to be a rivalry game? There's a, there's a little thing. Mean, well, they should know about stuff and like that. Well, and that, the same and that to me, well, let, to let me, falls me ask back you on
0: let coaching. me ask you this. Well, at the at the one point. Isn't it the special teams coach's responsibility for that? I mean, because that's why the coach True. you delegate it to your assistant coaches, and you have the 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 hope that they do their job. Right. So, but, but I'm I looking mean, at this since I week understand. two, well, since I week that, three. But I'm just saying that at the same time, you got to put blame also on the special team coach because, like, if you're real critical about the offensive line, you, you're on right. Simmons. You know, at the same time, you got to be on the special teams coach because that's a mental mistake by their players. You know, so then, but like, but just to let you know, because I'm on the field. Demo went after right, him Yeah and and, As he should have as And, he and should I'm have. not gonna lie to you It got it got, it got heated on the sideline, Right line. And it should have and, and that's And that was
1: getting to Kind of my next
0: point of, But that's what broke the momentum it But did. you're absolutely correct That's what changed the game and, That and, play
1: And that's why I feel Kind of getting in, into the spiel Of where I feel You know moving on to from New Mexico state is, you know, there's going to be some assistant coaching changes. I mean, there's really going to be some major coaching changes. I think I, I really, yeah. really feel like, you know, not with Dana demo. We all know no, that he's going to stay, he's going to be there. Like I said, I, I I'm out on, on him as, as a coach and, and you know, maybe he isn't this guy. And I, I wrote can write about
0: the, this. i am already hearing stuff, but I'm not going to say anything because right. that's what we don't like to say this, right. but I'm going to show, I'm going to write to you who it is. And I just, I want to see your, your reaction.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: and it's not because I, why I, I think, is, and it's not because why you think. Right, there's other stuff going on, and, and that, because and of that's, that situation. And that's every
1: program, and that's every program. But I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see two coordinators and maybe two key position coaches. Well, it's like I told you, like, like you know what I mean? if that, we that, if
0: we go back, and actually, this is the podcast we should be having next week once the yeah. season is done. But I'm just like preview or whatever. When we had the first podcast, we talked about what if. Right. What if it's a repeat from last season? They just win one game. And let me just tell you right now, you know, I'm always, you tip can do it. You can do it. Yeah. They're not going to be rice. No, they're not going to be rice. Rice has won two games in a row. Rice has played everybody hard this season. They've given everybody a, a hard game and they've found the, they've, Kind of how what demo talks about, like they got, you got to find a way to win. Well, Rice has found a way to win. And then also, you look at it how UTEP embarrassed Rice last year, got the owner victory. Rice oh, is going to come back. in, and it's going to mm-hmm. be a revenge game. They're not going to be Rice. I'm like, your predictions, whatever, they're not going to be Rice. Would I like to be wrong? Yeah, I want to see UTIP win. I want the seniors go off on a good note, but they're not going to be Rice. So you, you look at that situation, and it's something that we talked about at the beginning of the season, like somebody's going to have to take the fall. Right. So somebody's going to have to leave.
1: And straight and, up. And that's what it is. And and, and you know what I, I I will commend Dana Demo if he takes full control of this and, and you know changes it up. He, you have to at this point. You have to. There's just been zero improvement. Now that's a great point that you bring up with Rice, where Rice has shown improvement. You know where Rice has found that identity. When you're talking about finding that that, that way, the identity of Rice football is playing you physical, playing smart, and playing with an edge. That's what we. That's what I see when I look at Rice's box scores over the past few weeks, um, because. Definitely, this was, you know, looking at the New Mexico State-Rice game, well, those are UTEP Super Bowls in a sense. I knew New Mexico State was going to be tough regardless because they put up points. New Mexico State has that wide-open offense. We know the defense has struggled at times, and and now it's a struggle every time out for this UTEP defense. beginning of the year, it was struggles at times. Well, this defense put it together. They weren't able to at Obviously, um, but now going forward, you know, you're looking at a team like Rice who has on the opposite end of UTEP uh, pretty much in the same realm as far as what they've gone through the past couple of years. Rice has been able to find that identity. They've been able to play to that identity and they've been able to win with that identity. UTEP doesn't have an identity, they, which they is they, they don't have an offensive identity. They had a defensive identity last year and that's that was thrown out. Really, if we go well, back, we, but, we throw that out against the Texas Tech yeah, game. In but, a but, sense. but at
0: the same time, that's where you miss Nick Needham. Exactly. Uh, AJ, uh, uh, Aj Hopkins, all those guys. You know the guys that they lost. The one thing that, without a doubt, is the Achilles heel of that UTEP defense is that secondary. Without right. without, without a doubt, you and know. in the
1: linebacker spot too. We, yeah, we've exactly. Talked about it. You yeah. know, you have a walk on.
0: You have you you
1: have a walk on that walked on to an FBS school or a Power Five school and basically walked on to your school starting. Um, you know. That, that to me, is an issue. That's a big issue. Linebacker depth was a big concern. And once Kali Griffin went out yeah. early on in the season, it reared his, his ugly head. And now coming back, you know, you could tell I, – I watched a couple of – I watched some clips of, of Griffin, and looks like he, he's kind of back to full speed, but yeah. it's too late for him yeah. to make any type of impact. So, yeah. you know, you're looking forward, uh, you know, to this Rice game. I mean, really, you, you just hope um, – I, I don't. At this point of the season, it should be about your seniors. I know everybody wants to. Oh, where's Hardison? Where's Goodwin? You know what? Those guys need to get in the weight room. Those guys need to get themselves physically ready. Yeah. It's not about game time experience for these kids. It's about their physical maturity. It's well, about and, getting and, and bigger, and getting one person smarter,
0: getting bigger. Without a doubt, is uh, Goodwin. Without a yeah. doubt, because like I told you before, they're afraid if somebody hits them, they're going to break them in half. You and, know? And, and that's what you, he's and, one of them. At
1: this point of the season, you do not want to bring in one of those freshmen into this. I mean, it's 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 a mess. It's a dumpster fire right now. Why would you put one of these kids? Well, and, and I know and, there were some that, people. And that's on, what
0: happened with Dion because Dion went out right. with a oh, with a concussion there uh, against UAB. But at the same time. Once people got to see what Dion can do, like right away, you can tell he's going to be an impact player right, right off the bat. And the reason why he got the concussion is because he like he likes to bang. He right, like he, he likes to hit. You know, and, he and, likes to hit you back. And that
1: goes back to what I'm talking about with the mismanaging of the penalties, mismanaging of this personnel. Um, you know, Dion played. You know, very sparingly in that Charlotte game, probably should have played more in the second half. Why didn't he play more in the second half? You know, that, at that point, now it's a moot point, you know, but you're talking about development, uh, developmenting your are developing, excuse me, your guys that are going to be your guys in the near yeah. future. You know, it's too late now you missed that opportunity in that charlotte game you missed the opportunity I, I even think, the uab game I, I, um, so yeah. now if you are utep you know it's about the seniors this week it is like you yeah. mentioned you i mean, it, I it, mean
0: the one thing i can tell you right now He's gonna he's gonna start Kyle Locksley. Yeah, he, and he a should doubt. and he should. Without a doubt, I,
1: I, I'm not on that camp right at this point about all play all the freshmen. No, no, it doesn't matter for no the more. freshmen. It's about when they come back from break. When and, and well, first and foremost, who's gonna transfer? That's something that we're gonna have to really keep an eye on yep. after the end of this game. You already have one person in the transfer portal town or Boston, the long snapper, um, who I believe you said he was injured he, at they, the, end they, of the game. He
0: got injured towards the end of the game. They put on the medical tent so, something with the shoulder. So. so
1: there's your there's your first fallout. And, and honestly, I expect there to be some transfers this year I really do now do I have inside information on that no will it be starters I don't know will it be reserves I don't know but there's going to be some defections I can guarantee you that so that's something to definitely keep your eye on after this Rice game but like I mentioned okay. well let me ask
0: you a question let me ask you a question since I mean let me just how do you plan for next year though if you're marketing
1: if you're UTEP marketing well you're going to market a young team you're going to because this team is going to be very young particularly at the quarterback spot um not maybe not so much when in you, your skill, your skill guys, because you got pretty much all your receivers coming back. Um, you know, your you, market, have your,
0: you have all your running, running backs coming back, so plus, that's where plus, you start. Qual, qual, Wadley, Wadley be back, too. So, I
1: think that's where you start. Is you have it. You uh, let's just be real, there is an exciting core of offensive players coming back. You you know, you mentioned Wadley, who's going to be back and now.
0: You can go to the local El Paso angle. you got three running backs you, exactly. from all passes. You got
1: Josh Fields, who's looked very good. you go back just to that
0: Charlie again. That's one thing that I forgot to bring up. Your three running backs all were from El Paso, right, exactly. except, except for uh, for Hugh, Trayvon, of course. So, so
1: you have you have Josh Fields back, who I think is having a great year. Hasn't been utilized as much as he should have. Obviously, Dion shown flashes. Obviously, Ray Flores has gotten a lot of yep. of experience this year, and he's. I would think Ray Flores may be your starter next to Watley next year. You know what I mean? It's obviously, nah, I think obviously, Watley's I think your starter. I, I
0: think they'll give it to. Um, Without a doubt to Dion. Oh,
1: over, over, uh, over. Over Ray, yeah. But, you know, you look at the receiving core, you know, a lot of those guys are coming back. Justin Garrett, Cowing almost has 500 yards yeah. receiving. I don't know. I think the last UTEP player with 500-yard receiving was Jaquan White back in the bowl they're, game they're, in 2014. They're
0: going to they're be set so, on offense, so you, especially with your quarterback, your wide receivers, and your 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 running back. The offensive line, we'll see. that A lot of the young guys are playing this week, so they get the experience. Defense is what's going to, like, the, the big concern so, for next so you're year. talking
1: about marketing i think you market those athletes defense is a huge question because you're losing a lot of experience on that defensive line now granted you haven't seen production uh, production as a product of that experience with uh big denzel chris richardson uh, yeah. you know you, so you're losing big bodies there but you know it's an opportunity where i think defensively is where they go juco heavy you Got to go JUCO heavy. What's your defensive line and your linebackers? I, I was hearing Dana Demo talking about five or six JUCO guys today. That should all be defense because offensively, as far as as guys coming back, you're pretty much set. Your depth chart is, is pretty much set set unless you can find um, you know like a a, a, a a Cooper like the the Cooper kid that came in late. Yeah, unless you can find someone like Devon that. Cooper Devo-
0: if you, who got injured by the way,
1: and he's coming back as well. So I think offensively, unless you find a, an FB, FBS transfer that is. They come in and help you out. Everything is going to be on the defensive side as far as where you're going to recruit your Juco. So, those five, six uh, scholarships that Dana Dim was talking about, I wouldn't be surprised if you go three defensive linemen, three uh, linebackers, or four and two either side. I would like to see more linebackers because this defense, going back to Mike Cox last year, seems like it's predicated on linebacker production. Yep. AJ Hodgkins. Put him anywhere. Put him in the middle. Put him on the outside. Make him a tackle machine. That is where I can see this UTEP team looking forward as far as recruiting. But as far as the marketing part, all you're going to hear Dana Dimble and the, and the staff is just gloat about their offensive players. And it's it's for good good reason. And I don't want to talk about the total stats against New Mexico State nah, because New Mexico State that. is the worst defensive so, the, team in the, the nation. One, the, the one um, thing I
0: will say, and we talked about at the beginning of the year, you're not going to win many games if you have a two-quarterback system. right? You know? You're going to you're gonna have to go with one quarterback and see how he does.
1: So once that double-zero strike on the clock
0: when, on, Saturday, on Saturday. And by the way, the, what, what do you think the crowd's going to be?
1: It's Saturday. That, it's that, a one o'clock. It's a that, holiday. There's yeah. going to be like 4,000 people there, bro. I
0: said there'll be five. You said there'll no, be I'll five. No, I'll, I'll say there'll be 8,000. That's that's the I would say I would go four to
1: eight. I mean you just never know. People get bored. People that stay at home, ah, let's go watch. Well, the people that stuff.
0: don't want to go shopping well, people, and stuff. Right, exactly. I'll go to ten. I'm gonna go back to right. ten. But but as if, soon, they're, if they're lucky, as soon as
1: that clock clock strikes zero, the 2020 quarterback battle between Gavin Hardison and T.J. Goodwin is underway. You know, go st- back. It the, starts the, the minute the, that game. The one over.
0: thing I do want to talk about that UAB game is when they did put Hardison in. And what a lot lot of people don't realize is that without a doubt, I knew he was going to be nervous, you know, because he didn't warm up. He didn't get a chance to warm up. It was, it was just like Loxley throws the interception and then, um, UAB's got the drive, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the they scored or not. And then right off the bat, that's partisan is in. You know, he really didn't have enough time to warm up or whatever. So all of a sudden, your eyes are like wide open, you know. it's On not the like, road it, it's against it. one of
1: the top teams in CUSA. <laughs>
0: not the top defenses right. in the country. Right. Not in Conference right. USA. say. In the country. I believe at that time they're ranked sixth and they in had, the nation. And there was
1: a streaker where they hadn't allowed thirty odd thirty yeah. points in some. And, and games. by the
0: way, UAB hasn't lost at home. I think it's like fourteen games or sixteen yeah. games in a row. They've done a you real know, good they've job. You know, they've extended and that's an historic uh stadium, by the way. So there's there's a lot of like history there. That was a beautiful stadium there. Uh but but you had Hardison come in first game, remember, against the sixth ranked defense in the country. Yeah, he was nervous at first. He wasn't making the passes, maybe too aggressive, and maybe not reaching them. But once they decided, hey, you go ahead and throw the long ball, once he got uh, comfortable, once he's, he showed the stuff that me and you saw at training camp, that he's got that cannon, he's got that accuracy, he was moving the ball on that sixth-ranked defense like nothing. Now, granted, UAB, being the defense that they are, they buckled down in the red zone, especially in the when it was the first first and go situation where UTEP went for it on fourth down, twice, he threw from for over two hundred yards against UAB six ranked defense. So there's some hope there with Gavin Hardison.
1: No, I agree. You know, the, I, I I really I'm gonna go. And back I ain't gonna lie and, uh, to you.
0: I ain't gonna lie to you. A lot of people were surprised that he had, that he started Kyle Oxley against NMSU because oh, of what yeah. Hardison had done with UAB but to to Kyle Oxley's credit he I mean my man bawled. he 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 bought out he did a good he the only thing that he he, he wishes he had back was that uh, one interception and it was just a bad throw. The other one was a uh, just a great play, but the defensive tackle that forced the fumble as he was throwing the ball. But, but he really only made one mistake that Loxley that cost the team. But that was the one that uh, that was a costly one though.
1: And and he's he's got the upper hand in terms of the experience coming into next year. Um, you know, he was he was really good on his side of the field, moving UTEP kinda into the red zone. I think that was you know, when you look back at that game, he was six of thirteen for eighty-nine yards. Between his own twenty and his own forty-yard line, which is what you which is what UTEP's really been missing of getting them out of their own territory with the pass, not so much the rush game. So that was most impressive uh, to me with with, with Gavin Hardison. He's got a lot to learn, though. You yeah. could tell sixteen oh, yeah. of thirty-seven. Um, you know, not the completion percentage that well, you like expect. He was, he was nervous because he was nervous, he was nervous at you first. Know, so, you know, so, so you. I kind of don't look at that, <laughs> but I look at how he recovered. And, then, and then
0: think about this: the first game next year is against Texas Tech. You right. just said it. You right. know. But here is another thing; it all depends because demo was still calling basically some of the same plays that he has for Loxley, the running plays. You know where he wants the quarterback to run, and that's gonna be the big question. If he's gonna if he's gonna want a pocket passing quarterback, then you go with Hardison, and that's where the real battle is gonna be to see if Goodwin is the as athletic as Kyle Oxley is where he's going to expect the quarterback to be running. And I think that's going to be the big key for next year. Yeah,
1: but I mean, you know, it's – but it's the same thing that I've been saying all year. Danny and Demo's got to figure out what he wants to do offensively. Does he want to be a pro-style team? I don't think he does. I think he wants to have that running quarterback. I don't think it's going to work at UTEP. I, I just do not think it's going to work at UTEP. You know, I, you got to have a balance, especially if you're going to try to run that type of pro – pro, style scheme, which you still see flashes of. Yes, there's more spread base. You don't see him going under center as much as the Kugler era, but you know, you gotta have some type of balance there. You just cannot, teams will stack the box like they've done on UTEP the past year and 11 games on on the minor offense under Dana Dimmel. So, you know, the offseason is going to be a very, very interesting offseason for the miners, particularly at that quarterback spot. That's, you know, everybody's been looking at that quarterback spot really over the past four to five seasons, ever since Jamil Showers uh, left the program after graduating You know That's going to be The big question And there's pieces On offense Around the quarterback Position It's just Nothing is Nothing's proven At the quarterback Position But you know You gotta be, I would be be Real interested To see if this one Gets ugly Saturday Let's just say Kai You know I hope he doesn't I hope he finishes Out his career Strong um, But you know If he has a rough start It's going to be qu- Really interesting to see how quick of a leash Dana Demo has to bring in Gavin Hardison because I think that'll kinda give away what maybe Dana Demo's thinking yeah. about the future. Because if Kai struggles, which I don't know if he will or not, because you're you, you building that confidence against New Mexico State. But again, going back to New Mexico State being what the hundred and twenty eighth worst defense in the nation out of one thirty. Um, you know, you know, a guy like Kai is gonna get his yard, he's gonna make his plays, he's a great athlete overall. So that's gonna be a big key for me as is, is you know, if this game gets ugly, does he still stick with Kai? Or does he go with the future and Gavin Hardison? Because obviously there's something there. A lot to develop um, with Gavin Hardison. You know, like we mentioned, um, you know, the, the completion percentage, the little things for, you know, being the first game. But there's something there. Yeah, you know, there's no clearly something there no to doubt. work with. So, um, you know, while the, the now kind of seems a little gloomy, there's some. I hope. I mean, there's hope. There's, there's, I mean, we, there's we, some hope for improvement. We've talked about
0: but, the hopes. The offense is going to be better next year, but, no doubt. But
1: the aspects that we have harped on all year long—from play calling to penalties to discipline to lining up right to picking up blitzes—every little aspect um, is going to be magnified in year three of the Dana Demo era. Yeah. Um But you know, like I said, I'm I'm out on I'm out on dims, but I still root for the guy. I want I want UTEP to succeed. I'm just not sold that he's the guy, but. You got, an, you, got we'll off season. you got another You got off season. another off-season. You got another season You got another recruiting class to prove I, it, I, I think, and we'll see how it goes. I
0: think, honestly, next year is going to be the year where we find out what he's capable of doing. So let's just say before we move on to basketball – do they win on Saturday? No,
1: I don't think so. I think what it'll is be the a spread? Do you have the spread? It was three and a half. I'll check. I'll get. That's the, it.
0: It was four and a half. I mean, uh, how was it? Was it New Mexico State like thirteen point favorite or something like nah, that? Nah, they
1: weren't that. They weren't that heavy. So it was a. They opened up at Rice. Opened up as a four and a half favorite. One book that posted the early money line. It went up quick to Rice minus six. So let's see what it is now because yeah, I thought that was pretty quick. The money moved very quickly to Rice at minus six. I don't see it here. It's coming up. It's well anyways, Rice is favored. Rice is favored. So it went up to seven. Wow. So yeah, it was opened up at four and a half. Now the the money's being laid on Rice at seven. I think I can see it UTEP is going to have a chance to cover. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Rice, yeah. Rice is going to control the ball. This is, up the clock. this is not going to be a game like it was last week where you know I expected this one to kind of be high-scoring because of an MSU's wide-open offense. Rice is going to control the ball. I see it being 27-17. Um, it's going to depend on what UTEP does in the red zone. If UTEP is doing what they did last week where they settled for field goals in the red zone rather than c- generating or creating a big play with some of the playmakers that they've developed, that's what I see it coming to. I, I see UTEP struggling again in the red zone. Um, it would be nice to get a, you know, a long run, a big run, a special teams play, a, a defensive touchdown. I think that would be the UTEP difference in this one. But Rice will control the line of scrimmage. I think 27-17 to 17 is a very safe assessment on yeah. um, how this one can go.
0: For me, like I tell you this, they have to play a perfect game. They got to play all four quarters. They haven't done it yet, and until I see it, I'm going to have to go with rice. So let's talk about basketball. Now, like, look at, like now got, the smiles come out. Now the smiles. The,
1: the sun comes out. The star shines a little brighter at now night. The, yeah, you feel a lot better Chico's now. The Chico's tacos taste a little bit better in El Paso when Utah basketball is good, baby. And it, it's, man, it's refreshing. Hey, man, okay,
0: well, let's just talk about something real quick before I actually go through some of the stuff. Have you been disappointed with the, the crowd so far at the Haskins Center? No, I, I'm not. Because I will say this. Like, I'm not. I will, I will give UTEP credit for this and this aspect of marketing. They came out with the creative marketing scheme with the Defend the Don stuff. They, they're they out there letting people know that basketball is back, that basketball is going to be good this year. And obviously they are. You know, with the Texas Tech thing, it was always a commission. You know, but you beat NMSU, you beat New Mexico. You know, you won all your games so far. Uh, and you're averaging maybe five or six thousand. Would you say it's good to say they're averaging six thousand?
1: That's a that's a safe assessment. Six, yeah, about six grand.
0: You expect more?
1: I do. Um, but right now,
0: this or is it because this, you think that people are no, not th- th- used to it yet?
1: I have a di- I have a totally different take on on, on okay. why the and this goes for football too. Well, football, I can tell you why. No, but this, but this, but like I said, that I have a different take on what why it's in the struggle. This. this there's a new demographic of El Pasoans now. Um, there's a demographic of El Pasoans that really didn't pay attention to the success that they had in the early 2000s in basketball and football. Um, those people are, are, are my age, and, and we're diehard people. We're diehard fans that are always going to be there because we grew up with UTEP being good in the mid-'90s. We saw a little piece of it myself. So, you know, between my age group and your age group, we're always going to be there. Now, there's a new demographic in El Paso, that's a growing demographic. The millennial? The, the, the I don't even know what to call them. I'm gonna I'm gonna age group them from the age of eighteen to twenty eight that have kids, that have careers, but they didn't grow up with UTEP. So they don't care about UTEP. That is the demographic that UTEP really needs to reach out to because those are your younger parents, uh, the younger people that have smaller kids that really didn't experience the UTEP success that we did. The winning culture what you're talking about. So I think there is a demographic in El Paso that's untapped into with UTEP because when UTEP is good and UTEP has a good team. The people that always go to the games, that core 6,000 people are going to go. Yeah. UTEP really needs to reach out to their students. They need to reach out to some of the recent UTEP graduates that are alumni, that are 24, to, like I said, that 22 to 28 age range. That is the range that really needs to step up their game in El Paso. The old, the old heads like us, we, we're going to be there regardless. I'm going to be there Wednesday to watch them play East Central, and I'm going to have the biggest smile on my face. But, you know, the, the Morales family, family of three – they're more worried about Thanksgiving dinner. Correct. Than going to watch East Central. And that yeah. could be the same thing set and for I'm, a I'm, Tuesday I'm, night and, and, and in the I'm, Mexico State game.
0: And I'm going to throw something out at you, too. What's up? Once, because I know these games weren't televised. Now there's a lot of options. We can just stay home and watch it yeah, at exactly. home. Exactly.
1: So You know, so, the plus, baby. So what I'm trying to say is UTEP athletics is not a priority for and even even some of them in our range some of them that are just been alienated with the well, suck that, let's well, just be real the culture of losing
0: the See, culture and, of losing the culture and that's and that's the problem that i thought that it was getting to men's basketball because in football let's be honest like and i'll say this i've said it for many years on the air like as much as people love for UTEP to be a, a basketball a school, it's not. It's it a basketball right. school. So the history of UTEP, the the football team has always been down, always. Right. That's why when I was still on the other radio station – Me and my partner, we would talk about when Mike Price was there, it was like, enjoy this. This is the peak. This is the pinnacle of UTEP football. They're ranked in the top 25 two years in a row. Enjoy this. Right. It's going to be a long time before we are this again. So please enjoy this. How long? It's been over 10 years. Think about it. It's been over 12 years. 15? Think about that. We're approaching
1: 15 because that's when I was in high school, brother.
0: Think really? So that, when, when Carson Palmer was the quarterback. Right,
1: so uh, so like I said, Jordan so, Jordan right, Palmer. Jordan, Jordan Palmer was the quarterback. Jordan Johnny Lee, all, all those, all that
0: talent, you know. And and that's where Think I'm saying. That, that that age group of like after, after that, like after the top 25 when they started losing those. All games, they know is four and eight. Exactly. Three and nine. Yeah.
1: Two and ten. Winless season. So that. I'm not too worried about it
0: because I, I think but, – but, but that was football. We're used to right. that in football. But, but, but in but basketball, s- it started happening once um, – what's his name?
1: Once It was like year four of Floyd. I, I, you know, I know there was one year, the Julian Washburn senior year, where there was a chance, and then after that it just – it tapered off. Um, But I'm not worried about that for basketball. I, you know, I think that basketball, high-conference play – You'll have your eight I, to 10,000. Let, let me
0: just say this too. I, I just think it's,
1: it's early just this early in the year though
0: for, for us. No, to- I'm just, I'm just saying that we're not talking about we're, we're right now. We're not saying anything bad about the basketball program. Right. We're just talking about why people aren't exactly. showing up to the basketball games. Cause I was expecting more people, especially nah. for an MSU game. I'm just saying is that because all of a sudden, There's a lot of entertainment options, you know, and and when you go to a basketball game, you go any sporting event. I don't care if it's Chihuahuas, locomotives, UTEP or whatever, youth, football, basketball, whatever. It's an entertainment options. And now there's so many entertainment options and everybody's attention span is about maybe three seconds. We live in a generation where you just want instant everything now and you carry a device that gives you all that you know you can like if you have the plus you can be watching the game why am i gonna go all the way drive downtown or, or drive wherever to watch a game when i can just watch it at home you know it's a better experience i can do whatever i want you know but that's just that's the one thing that they're fighting now and that you part know? lays into my point netflix, of the demographic all that stuff netflix you got your hbo's you got your movies you've got your instant entertainment now but i think the fact but El Paso is a fair weather city yes. and I will say that every single yep. time you want proof the last time the women's basketball team was really good that's the last time they sold out the Donna Haskins Center right you know and then I was like okay that's cool but come come October next year November I want to see people show up that they show up of course no nope. and, you know? and, and that shows
1: that goes back to that demographic where I was explaining where there's you have those that group of people where UTEP is fifth, sixth fiddle on, you know, going to the bar or going over to somebody's house and chilling. Or, yep. you know what, uh, Tuesday night, you know what, Mijo's first basketball game is this Tuesday. because I, We have tickets to the New Mexico yeah. State game. Who does somebody at work want them? Because Mijo has a, yeah. his first high because, school basketball because game. Because
0: it hasn't become the hot ticket anymore. And but I will. think it's, 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 it's going it to happen. And, and I, that's, that's why I bring all this up because... It's going to become the hot ticket. And you again. know
1: what? If, if anybody right now, and, and of course, you know, we're asking a different question. But if anybody's questioning the energy of the crowd, or why isn't the why isn't the crowd showing up and getting mad about it, that that's let that we got we got a good team. Let's worry about who's going to take over the point guard first, and and then you know. It, I, there, there's so many aspects of this UTEP basketball team that we got to get away as media people of looking at the crowd. Who gives? I was a just asking. De- no, I know you were, but I'm just saying, I, I see it on Twitter and I'm like, yo, you know, like who cares? People are going to show up in El Paso. Like if you cover sports in this town, like you mentioned, people are fair weathered. You know, you have to know the demographics they went of like, El Paso. If they win
0: like 10 in a row, exactly. people start showing up. That's,
1: and, and, and that's why I'm not worried about it either. Yes, you would like to have 10,000 in there for New Mexico state. Well, It's not going to happen on a Tuesday, brother. Well let me ask you know when I mean? the last or, time you
0: saw Pyro and, and like during the basketball game. Yeah. They exactly. have that now. They have Pyro so, now. So
1: it's it's gonna develop right now. It's not about the fan base. It's it's about continuing to build this identity to sell to a fan base. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. It's it's not so much about, oh, you know, let's support, let's yeah, these guys deserve it. Yeah, but let's get let's let's let Rodney Terry kind of develop his full product so that way we can understand as fans what his product he's selling, so that way we can sell that product. As diehard fans to the other fans who are on the fence about, uh Saturday night, I don't know if I want to go to the YouTube game. Yo, you want to see a team go out there and lock somebody down or play hard? And, and and Rodney Terry said this. And this is, this you know, on the attendance topic, Rodney Terry gets it. He talked about, you want to win this city over, you got to play hard, Correct. you got to play defense. And yep. this team is doing that. So, eventually... It will trickle in. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think by conference play, particularly like you mentioned, I think there's a win streak coming up, particularly because December's a very, very busy month for this team. Yeah, That is where... That is where the hype, the real hype starts being built Because all the diehard fans, all the people that we've been following Since Rodney Terry walked, walked on campus We know how good this team is We yes. know that, you know what, every game from here on out We need to be there it, No matter if it's East Central, no matter if it's Hanks High School We gotta be out there and support this team Because we know what we have We know what we want to watch develop But it's the other half of the fan base that will come along And will come along And the who knows, fair weather by,
0: fans. by the time That's Frisco what, it's, comes it's, it's along what, All what, the bars are filled with UTEP it's, it's fans That's what I call call the casual fan right that's their biggest thing is to get the casual fan but like i said i think they've done a good job so far with defend the don things of that nature they gotta update the website
1: though because i was on there earlier trying to look at tickets to see maybe if they had updated for the next game i think they should update it for every game I think they got a little bit, a little carried away with the New Mexico State game. I forgot that you know what, because UTEP really should sell every game, even the East Central game. They should be giving away five tickets, five dollar tickets to this game. In my opinion, I know you want to make money for basketball, yeah. but if you want to generate a hype, let, me, what, let what, the people come in and see what your they product. are doing
0: for basketball. Is like for some of these, like, hey man, you gonna who are they playing on tomorrow on East, Wednesday? East Central. I man, you're playing East Central. Your tickets gonna be like ten bucks. You go see it in MSU, eighteen bucks, same ticket. Exactly. But that's that's or that's or, or a do. family
1: four pack of, of for twenty bucks, yeah. family four pack. You get in or something. They, I they're doing think stuff that they, like they're that. Doing, they, they should. I think that these type of games, those because these are the games where okay. you're gonna really see UTEP flex their muscle. Okay.
0: Well, let let let's talk about that. Let's talk about this team. Woo! You know, a tremendous team they so far. Good. You know, they're very good. You're playing defense, like you know, a lot of people. You call defending Don. They're just kind of like like a Don Haskins team, or they're just scoring. You know, so what have been your, your, your biggest surprises? What, the one thing I will tell you right now that, uh, of course, um, that Bryson Williams, the, the, he's their best player, correct? Right, correct. He's the one guy that needs to learn how to stay out of foul trouble. And that's the one thing he's going to have to look at.
1: And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll parlay that into why I really like this team is because they play very hard. That's the first thing that stands out on this UTEP team that I just love, and I fell in love with this team already is because they play hard. So some of the fouls that you see Bryson Williams there, fouls where he's playing hard, but like you mentioned, he's got to learn kind of how to channel that. Because if you're the that. star,
0: you gotta, you gotta, we need you on the that court. That New Mexico State game,
1: he had that first foul, Um, picked it up real quick, and then the 12-minute mark, it was a brown midcourt. UTEP was going like a soft press. He kind of got in the way of the defender around, or the the offensive player around midcourt, and it was a clearly a block. What he should have done is just put his hands down and just ran back to the spot on the other side. So I kind of agree with you on that, but I, I can't fault some of the fouls I've seen from him because they play but, so and it, it, hard. Uh,
0: but against New Mexico, it was the same situation.
1: And but But, but they played through that. That, that is the And that's the next thing that I want, that I want to get through about them playing hard. They complement each other because in that ball game, when it was the New Mexico State game, um, when he got into foul trouble, and UTEP went three deep at center. They brought in the third center, Van, uh, Van Hoot. I'll get his name right now. I can't remember his name on the top of my head. I'm still learning all the guys that we've seen. Um, the kid from Dequanese. I have his name right here. I can't scroll down quick enough. V- uh, Vetterheven. Am I saying that right? um i have it right here i can't what number is oh it? no no it's because my thing is so damn
0: one number <laughs> okay. is it
1: number one titus verhoeven there it is oh it's yeah verhoeven. I remember titus I
0: verhoeven. the
1: third center came into the yeah. ball game and made a play in his absence and, and this team so the two top things that i love about this team they play hard and they complement each other well let's,
0: the, speaking of players let, let's switch gears real quick Talk about the the kid that just became eligible, the Ooh, transfer,
1: Caden Archie. You know, there's a lot of questions. I think about about how he He's, he's, gonna, can he's gonna play on Wednesday. He's gonna play on Wednesday, and I think we'll find out a lot about him. And you go back to his TCU stats. You know, they're, they're not gonna impress anybody. They're gonna raise more questions, and they're gonna get you excited. Now, the kid obviously was highly highly heralded coming out of high school. Um, his athletic ability jumps off the wall to me. You know, obviously he's a guy um, that I think is, is could be one of your top athletic players i'm more concerned of how he fits in defensively i think utep needs that scoring punch but i really want to see how he fits in uh defensively because Sully boom right now to me is, is Sully boom Sully boom I is love a that. great great hey. perimeter defender Sully boom isn't going to have the best shooting percentages you're going to look at it you're going to be like but why is this guy out there for 40 minutes because you can send him, defense you can that's send why. him on the island that's right above the three-point line and he's good He's good. You're not going to get no blow buys. You're not going to get cheap fouls. If you get a cheap foul, because maybe the official is seeing something, you know, a little off, it's going to be on the official. But, you know, Caden Archie is going to be a really interesting mix to this team. I would love to see him add that extra perimeter defender alongside Suli Boom and somebody that maybe can get inside the lane more and shoot his sh- and create his own shot. That's what I want to see if Caden Archie can bring because you've got guys like Daryl Edwards that can get hot. Um, you know, I think Boom has an opportunity to improve his offensive game. He's going to be out there a lot, but I think what. Rodney Terry wants out of Suley Boom. He's a little bit more experienced than, let's just say, uh, Nigel Hawkins, who he's really getting more minutes than Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to see him handle the ball a little better. And I think that's really where Suley Boom, um, his – his role will kind of dictate how well Caden Archie plays. If Caden Archie is out there just a scoring machine, which I think the coaching staff and most fans expect, well, then I think you could see maybe Sule going more to to a point guard position, and then the ball kind of running through Caden uh, Archie and Daryl Edwards on the offensive side. But um, you know, we you know, you look at this guard depth, and and you know, one guy that we haven't talked about, Jordan Latham. Yeah, he's um, done
0: a tremendous job. So he's far. the
1: he's your clutch guy. Yep, he's the guy that you go to in, in crunch time. And not only that, the guy is rebounding at a very very high level. Um, you know maybe his his total rebounding stats don't show it, but there's certain points in the yep. game. Uh, there was a, a time in the in that New Mexico State game where he's going up there with the trees and he's grabbing down rebounds. That's that's the effort. and That's what I talked yep. about. This team playing yep. so hard. Um, and that that's not to mention you know one of the other great defenders on this team, Eric Villa, Um, the stretch four. I love this guy's game. You know, he's the ultimate European big fundamental. This, you can see why he's won at every level that he's been at. Eric via is a winning basketball player. And that's another aspect of this team that I like. They all play winning basketball. You don't see dumb mistakes. Yeah. You'll see a turnover here and there, but the next, the next defensive possession, this team is getting in defensive stance. They're taking chances and they're knocking balls out of bounds or not only that, but they gang rebounded and that is really exciting because those right. three aspects, that like, those travel, those can play. You can play that yep. here. You can play that in Frisco. You can play that in Greenville, Correct. North Carolina. You Correct. can play that in Birmingham. That that is what's exciting about this and, team, and, and if they continue to develop that yeah. main hole up.
0: And this is a very exciting team. They play defense. They make shots. They've come up clutch. So they should beat Eastern East Central University oh, yeah. on Wednesday, By like
1: twenty or thirty.
0: They're good though. You gotta stop with that. You got to stop with that. Like, they got to win by 20 or 30. I don't care. They go win by 10 as long as you win. <laughs> so, let's talk about the rematch next week, next Tuesday against New Mexico State. You Mexico State got embarrassed here in El Paso. Let's but they won in overtime
1: this morning against Colorado State.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about this NMSU game. What do you, what do you, what do you expect for this match? Because we won't be here next week because Alex will be on Dad, vacation. Head you know, to know? he'll be on vacation, dog. This is what it is. You nah, got to work. I,
1: no, I'm going to be on a work. I'm gonna be actually but on, you'll be on a working, work. Big, Alex a is working out. will yeah. be
0: work out of town. You'll be in, in big Dallas. That hotel's nice. Um, so let's let's talk about this rematch next week. For you know, said
1: You know what? I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna. I'm going to go really opposite of this.
0: All right, let me hear it. I want to see UTEP lose
1: a close game. I want, like, I, I was kind of expecting that against New Mexico.
0: Um, you want to add some adversity to, to this. I want to add team. a little adversity. I want
1: to see how this t- and of but I do want them to win. I, first, you know first and foremost, always want them I win. want them to sweep. I'm not saying I'm going to be ruining them from losing. But I want to see them handle have more adversity like they did against that New Mexico game. I want to see New Mexico State go on a 7-0 run and then us fight back with our defense. You know, these are the games where you just want to see different different aspects that you've already seen you know i want to well, see
0: well you want to see them make adjustments and overcome your yes, adjustments and that's why you want some adversity which is which is great as, as a coach i'm sure a coach wants to see that as well but at the you want to see what time, your team is made out but of but at
1: the same time this team is so
0: good monster yeah, i don't know if we get that i
1: don't know if we get exactly yeah. I, I really don't as much as i want to see this team really get tested because i mean what, what, what would you say? It's like a 30% of a road game. It's not a full road game. You yeah, know what I, I mean? mean it's, it's, it's maybe, but, you know, just to be able to fight down from a 10-point deficit and, and a stretch where you're not shooting well, but your defense and you get a couple of layups, you get to the free throw line, all of a sudden, bang, it's a four-point game. And then, you know, you go back and forth from there. I That's what I want to see. I want to see this team continue to do be able to adjust like you mentioned adjust through adversity but this team defends so well and they play so smart in certain situations defensively you know offensively yes, in terms of being smart they got a lot to work on there but that's another aspect that they can really work on against a new mexico state team who you know you mentioned talking about football uh, rice having uh, a little revenge game i think yeah. the aggies yeah you know that last dunk that bryson williams threw down yes especially I, you know that one. I, I think chris Jan. chris Jan's a very Passionate guy. I think he's going to remember that. So, Like this, I
0: said, they got embarrassed too. So the Aggies are going to come but out But at the swinging. same time, shoe has been like just dominating UTEP for the past, what, Three years, four years, or something like that. They've swept the minors three seasons in a row. Right. So now, like, oh my God, you know these guys are for real now. I think I think it's going to be a tremendous game.
1: Yeah, I, I just I want UTEP to go because I think what will happen. You have Caden Archie in the lineup. You know this will be his second game. You know you get a walkthrough on Wednesday, uh, being able to you should handle that Division Two team. They have a, they have a really good record so far mm-hmm. this year. Um, you know. I just I want to see this team go through it all. I, I want to see this go down to the wire. I want to see UTEP, um, you know, again, having to go maybe even deep into their bench because they're in foul, foul trouble. trouble situation. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to see, you know, this UTEP team really go through it in this early – in this – first matchup of December, which is going to start, uh, by the way,
0: a yep. very, very string of important games. You we, go NMCU, we talked about it. You go Arkansas State, Pine Bluff, you go North Carolina AT&T. You tournament
1: with AT&T and then you're yep. either going to play UC or Irvine or Kent State. State.
0: And then you got Houston the 19th. So
1: this stretch right here, we talk, we've we been talking about this stretch since August yep. of how important it is. So to be able to start, because we've already seen UTEP dominate. We've seen them dominate New Mexico State. Uh, you know, We've seen them dominate in stretches against New Mexico and the New Mexico get hot and kind of, you know, UTEP having to punch back a little bit. So now we starting off that stretch with a barn burner, with a game where you got to dig deep. That's what I really, really want to see. And I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to see this team. You know, when I was watching that New Mexico game the last time, I would have been, to me, I thought that that was win or lose. That was a great experience and a great learning experience for this program to be able to grow under Rodney Terry. The adjustments that he made, heck, that man, you the most the best play of that game was at the end of the half. It was one point eight seconds to go. Rodney Terry calls a timeout. You lose that timeout. Draws up a ninety foot a ninety four foot play. And I told my buddy Chris, I was at the game with. Him, I said, if he doesn't draw up a play right here, he's not earning his paycheck to get two points. And he looked at me like. Oh, there's 1.8 seconds. I'm like, good coaches with good teams. This draw is, plays. Draw plays in these situations. And what happened? UTEP, you know, ties the game. we going to halftime. I believe it was tied going to halftime. But whatever. The, it was a big bucket. A must-have bucket. Rodney Terry drew it up. UTEP executed. They go 94 feet like nothing. That, to me, was like, I was at that point. I was like, you know what? Pay the guy. Yep, pay, pay the guy, give, extend yep. him because those are the little aspects of winning basketball programs that you see you, you, the teams that come out of Conference USA every year, their coaches do that. You know, their coaches are able to kind of dictate and, and, and get you a bucket when you need it. As, as insignificant as that bucket may be to the average fan, to me that just shows like, you know what, this guy gets it. Not only does he get it, but he understands his team. And to me, you know, going back to where you're asking me what's surprising you, I'm going to add the fourth thing to, to what I talked about. I talked about them playing hard. I talked about them playing smart. I talked about them playing tough. I talked about the depth. The next thing is Rodney Terry understands his club Yes I, I didn't know how long this was going to take I honestly thought this may be a process for Rodney This may be into mid-December Maybe after um, the, you know, tournament. The, the
0: tournament going into the Houston game No that. They got a long he, stretch with the Hawaii tournament he, too he, he
1: gets it He gets it now He knows who his go-to players are He knows who is going to the free throw line at the end of the game He knows who to stick on the other team's defense, uh, best offensive player And that is is, is just it's refreshing Because the Tim Floyd we got to find out about ourselves We got to find out about ourselves Rodney Terry knows Rodney Terry knows his club. He knows what he has, and, you know I, I'm excited, man. I'm thrilled. I'm and, excited. And honestly, you know, I, it sucks that I gotta be in Dallas next week because yeah. I, I gotta listen. I don't. I How was listening to Tyshia. I mean, oh, t- 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 come I listen to Tyshia. I love it when I, when I, when,
0: when Sully Boom scores and Tyshia's making the call. It's like I'm boom, boom scores. It just but, sounds awesome. Oh,
1: man, but it, this it's gonna be a fun ride. I mean, th- and then you know, honestly though, you know this just like we said in august you know no matter how this utep team started whether they were 2 and 2 4 and 0 whatever it may be we are going to find out the true metal Yep. Of this UTEP team, at least early, and not only that, you know, most of us didn't expect, uh, Kaden Archie to be here until maybe even the, you know, the ESPN tournament that they're playing in. You know, the one in Hawaii, Hawaii
0: right? You know, Christmas tournament. The, the Christmas tournament.
1: I wasn't expecting him to be here after December sixteenth. So advantage UTEP, advantage Rodney Terry to be able to work him in. Like I mentioned, a walk through game on Wednesday, and then the gauntlet. You know, it's important and. You know going to back going a little bit back to that New Mexico State game yeah listening to Rodney Terry's comments over the first time he gets it he wants to go there and kick their ass over there he wants to sweep you know what I mean and, and that is exciting because not only because not only does he get it but his team is buying into what he's selling in terms of playing hard on defense you know that defensive game plan against New Mexico State was brilliant extend your guards they didn't let a blow they didn't allow a layup in the first eight minutes of that game. And I know I didn't get a chance to ask Rodney Terry after the game. I need to start going those pressers. But I know that was their game plan because of the way they extended their defense. And it took them eight minutes. When Bryson Williams went out of the game with the two fouls, that's when they got their first layup of the game. And, you know, those are the little aspects that just – it gives me a basketball boner, my man. There you go.
0: (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. You know what I kind of wish, like, if I could travel with the basketball team, especially to the schools where – the football team has traveled these two years just so I can see like when the basketball team goes because they're so good, you know, so when they win, just to leave a place like that with a smile. Yeah. That's how I wish, but it is what it is. Well, my man, that's I'm excited, you know, Wednesday victory and then hopefully next Tuesday victory. Enjoy your um, your work and where are you going, Dallas?
1: Dallas, every year, uh, state of Texas sends us go. to a leadership con- uh, con- conference. The Hotel Anatoly, it's beautiful hotel you got to wear some walking shoes around it cuz that thing is all i'm going to be there i'm going to be there tuesday to through Thursday. So Are maybe, you
0: there Thursday, December the 5th?
1: Dece- yes.
0: Come on, man. Watch my Cowboys play the Chicago I Bears. I know it's in Chicago. My bad. Sorry. So then bro. that's that sa- So then the we, we might
1: get you a podcast that we, next that weekend then. We'll see what we're doing. We'll, we'll see. What, yeah, maybe, we'll maybe, get you that maybe, one. Maybe we'll get you a podcast over the weekend. But yeah, I mean, I thank y'all for sticking around yeah. with us, man. We appreciate Enjoy. it. Happy so Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy. Either extra like the, turkey do, do,
0: you, from- do, do you like the dark meat or the white meat? Be honest I, now. I, I'm more of a light meat. I'll t- I, I like the white meat.
1: I, I, I like the white meat. Dark meat. I mean, if, if it's, I'm not gonna say no, but if I had my preference, and also a fried turkey. If you never had a fried turkey, you're not living life. You need to have. You need to hit up a friend, a girlfriend, a st- your Sancha, somebody. Got to get you that fried turkey. That, that's the best. Just be
0: careful when you dip it in oil because you don't want the fire to What's come about? out. I gotta get your take though. Pumpkin
1: pie or something else? Cause I'm not a big pumpkin.
0: Pie uh, guy. pumpkin pecan pie, my friend. Because that's what I make. That's it. Put those miners, bro. We out. Gabo Gabo!